Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today's episode, we're diving into five specific ways that you can get more clients, even with a tiny list, a tiny audience, or a tiny following. If you have been following my story for any period of time, you'll know that I started a business online from scratch. So doing exactly what I'm about to describe to you. And more importantly, I've also done this offline, building a business to $15 million in 18 months from scratch, being able to do this with a small but mighty team using a lot of the same principles and strategies that I'm going to dive in deep with you today. So this one's a doozy. You're going to want to grab your paper and your pen because we are diving straight on in. Now, the number one question that I get asked is, Susan, where do I get more clients? Susan, how do I get more clients? Uh, In case you heard a theme here, it's where do I get more clients? Now, regardless of how many people you may already have in your audience or your list, I think sometimes we forget about the basics of what actually drives our clients to wanting to work with us in the first place. So whether you have a tiny list, a tiny audience, maybe less than 100 followers or 100 people on your email list, or whether you have 10,000 people on your email list or social media following and everything in between, this is going to be effective for you regardless because we miss the basic principles of why people buy and how we connect to one another, which I think is a lot easier to get caught up in this, especially nowadays, because there's just so much access to information. So the very first thing that I want you to think about in getting more clients is asking for referrals. Now, I know that a lot of folks think that they have a really good referral process in place, but when I ask them, there is some room for improvement. So when I did this, this this was the very first marketing campaign that I ran in order to build that offline business to 15 million. The vast majority of our clients came from referrals. We used external partners and internal partners. And what I mean by that is internal partners are people who already work inside the business. Now, at this point, I was an entrepreneur. I was building this business for somebody else. I was doing this inside of my corporate career, but I was building a business from scratch. And there were other people inside of the organization that could help me, that could refer clients to me. And so I used them as referral partners. I also had external people that could refer clients to me. External partners, what the heck does that mean? Well, external partners are people outside of the business organization, meaning for me, it was centers of influence, people in the community, other business leaders. So I looked to the mayor, I looked to our uh, lawyers, doctors, accountants, realtors, I looked at folks who might have similar people in their audience that I would be able to say, could you refer some clients to me? Could we sit down and become referral partners? And I'm going to tell you that 50% of our 
uh, actions, our activities and our clients ended up coming from referrals. Now here's what I want you to know. Not every single referral partner is built the same. This requires uh, you to be dedicated. It requires you to build a relationship. It also requires you to hold people accountable and to have regular conversations and discussions. If this is an area that you want to use as part of your business model, then you can't just be haphazard about it. You can't just be uh, very responsive. You can't just let it ride in their court because I'm going to tell you that people are busy. And unless you make it a priority for them, unless you make it a win-win-win, meaning a win for you, a win for them, and a win for the people that you are working together with, then it's a lot easier for them to just simply forget about it. My best referral partners would send us regular referrals. We're talking about easily one referral a week, at least. And I want you to understand that if you have the ability to have somebody sending you a client every single day or every single week or every single month, whatever that looks like for you, how much could that impact your business? If it could impact it a lot, I want you to consider adding this in as part of your regular routine and a regular strategy in order to help you to get even more clients, especially right now. Number two is networking. Now, here's what I want you to understand. I am an introvert. I really don't like schmoozing and talking to a lot of people for no purpose whatsoever. I pick the networking events that I go to, whether it's virtual or in person. Now, right now, at the time of this recording, it's February of 2021. There's not a heck of a lot of in-person things going on, but depending on where you are in the world, if there are still things going on face-to-face -face in your local communities, I will highly recommend it especially if you are a local based business. Now, if you are able to do things more virtually, then you can expand what your networking opportunities might look like. However, do not simply throw spaghetti against the wall because this is where you're going to get burnt out by doing too many things at the same time and have very little to show for it. Now, I'm going to tell you again, building that massive business, I did a lot of networking events. We tried everything and we narrowed it down very quickly because we identified the key relationships that we were building outside of these networking events from meeting them at certain places that these were the areas that we wanted to focus on. So you will have some trial and error, but I will recommend that once you have something that makes sense for you, just put it on autopilot where every single time that they have that networking event going on, that you have it scheduled already into your calendar. I live and die by my calendar, meaning that if it's not on there, it's not going to get done. And I am assuming that you are very similar. So if you keep making plans to go to a specific networking event that you have been meaning to go to, but it never happens, why is that? Is it really important to you? Now, again, I'd say about 25% of the business results that I've seen in the past have come directly related to networking. And I want you to understand that networking can be a very lucrative part of how you can get clients. Now, there is no shortage of places to go and search for networking events. In fact, if you were to Google this right now, I'm going to guess that you're going to find at least three pages worth, at least. The last time I did this, I actually found like 10 or more. You can search by keywords, you can search by your industry, you can search by association, you can search by your niche, you can search by gender, you can search by your location. There are so many different ways that you can search in order to find the networking events that make the most sense for you. And again, if you're not sure where to start, 
ask somebody that you have uh, either met or that you think would be a good fit for you, where would they go in order to go to network? Because your best clients will attract your other best clients. Now, the third place that I want you to take a look at to get clients, especially if you have a tiny list, uh, very little following, no connections, because that was me building both of these types of businesses. Now, in the online space, I primarily focused on social media largely because I couldn't leave my house and I didn't have a lot of bandwidth to do a lot of things that would be required for both the referrals and the networking. And truth be told, I didn't even know what I was selling at the beginning. So for me, I wanted to just go and see how I could connect to folks, build relationships, see what the need was. And so I really put all chips in with social media. For me, the place that I started was on Facebook. Now we have since expanded, but if you've heard me talk time and time again, that you really only need to pick one platform to begin with, especially in the early stages. So if you have less than the number of clients that you want right now, if you know, you are not generating consistent five-figure months, then you do not want to be spreading yourself too thin and uh, focusing on multiple platforms, especially at the same time. I want you to focus on one, master it, see what's working, and then take what's working and move it over to another platform. This includes your social media, especially your social media, because you are on there to use it for business purposes. It is very different than using it in order to just uh, be personal. And you still want to incorporate being personal because people buy from people and it's called social media for a reason. But at the same time, you're not supposed to be on there for six to eight hours a day, just hanging out with random and idle chit chat. That is the first and easiest way to get burnt out and to hate what you're doing, no matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert like me. Now, social media is great because, again, depending on which platform you're looking at, it can really help you to identify the characteristics and the demographics and psychographics of your ideal client. It gives you so much data and information about the people that you're communicating with and starting to build those relationships. Now, the number fourth thing, which is really, really um, kind of goes hand in hand with all of these pieces, and it will amplify the results that you're uh, going to be able to see and to focus on is other people's audiences. Now you're going to be able to see that referrals kind of ties into this, right? Because when you tie into a referral, you're tapping into somebody else's audiences. When you're networking, you're going into somebody else's audience. When you're using social media, you can grow your own, but you can also use other people's audiences. So what does this mean specifically in the context of this particular strategy? Well, in this particular strategy, what I want you to think about is how can you borrow or leverage somebody else's audience? So as an example, my good friend, Belinda, Belinda Rosenblum, who has been a, one of our wonderful guests here, go back and listen to her episode. We will tag it down below for you in the show notes. But Belinda is a money expert, right? She talks about money mindset. She talks about the uh, cash flow principles that as a uh, cash flow CEO, you want to be on top of in order to manage and grow your money. Now, her audience and my audience are similar, but they're also different and they're very distinct. Belinda has been building her business for gosh, like 10 years, I think at this point. And so there have been times where we have collaborated and she has brought me in as a guest expert for her programs, both uh, paid as well as for her free uh, summit series and things that I have shared here on the show as well. And as a result, it has exposed me to her 
audience. This has allowed me to grow my audience and to allow me to tap into some of the people that I might be able to serve that are part of her audience. This is what I mean by other people's audiences. Now you can do this in a number of ways. You can be a guest expert or speaker for a summit or a series, or even for a paid program. You could be a, you could do a swap, right? With uh, promoting each other's free lead magnets. You could be able to, um, speak at their live event or their pre-recorded event by being a, a series or a summit speaker. You could go in and uh, present at a Facebook group for somebody else, right? So there's lots of different ways for you to be able to leverage this, this specific strategy. But what I want you to think about is who has an audience that is similar to yours, that provides a complimentary service that you would be able to add some additional value to, and how can you serve them? How can you serve the host, the leader of that community, as well as the people inside of that community? And then number five is to go where they are. Now, I know that that sounds pretty straightforward, but I'm going to tell you that your people are hidden in plain sight. They are literally all around you and you are just spinning your wheels wondering where they are because either you don't know who they are and if that's the case go back and take a listen through I'm pretty sure we have an episode in um, that will give you a little bit more clarity about who your perfect person is and like how to get clarity around that we'll link that up below in the show notes for you here um, but once you have that clarity it's very easy for you to now go and find them when you go to where they are I want you to think about creating a contest or some sort of a giveaway, give something away. Now you may already have a freebie that works like gangbusters, especially if it is something that is aligned to your paid offer and it directly speaks to a major pain point. So I'll give you a couple of examples for me. Uh, when I do a lot of my uh, free resources, the very first one that I did that is still extremely popular today is three ways to turn I can't afford it into sign me up. Because when my ideal clients are having sales conversations, especially when they're talking to their dream clients, they are worried about hearing this pricing objection. They're worried about people asking them that they're just not going to be able to afford the price. And so I want to arm them with this valuable information. It is also directly aligned to how I help my clients in helping them to overcome not only this objection, but all the objections and how to uh, structure their sales conversations in such a way that they actually never have to worry about objections in the first place. Because when you have identified a process that works, that sells without you having to sell or strong arm somebody into the end conversation and the ultimate yes, then you know that you have a system that works. So because of this, people love this free resource. So it is very easy for me to give this away and for people to opt in with their email and their name and to know that they are aligned to my end paid offer. Now, when I did this growing that offline business, I would go to um, host or participate in community events because we were a local based business, right? So we relied a lot on foot traffic. And so what we would do is go out to our neighborhood events that were already happening. And we knew that those neighborhood events were targeted for our neighbors, the people in our community. Makes sense, right? Because we were a local business. We wanted people who were already inside of our community. So by participating in that event, we would now be exactly where our clients and our ideal clients would be hanging out. 
in order to stand out and to be able to get access to their information, we would create a contest. We've tried lots of different prizes. And I will say that the more specific the prize is for your ideal clients, the easier it will be to have qualified leads, qualified prospects, and people who will turn into paying clients. So creating a contest, putting a giveaway together, giving a free resource, giving out things that your ideal clients are really interested in and that will magnetize them towards you. Once you have found out where they are is the best next step in order for you to continue the conversation and actually start to build the relationship. So those five specific things, strategies that I'm giving you today, they will work regardless of where the market is going, whether it is a downturn, whether things are booming. If you had to quick like quickly create a client uh, on demand. These are the five things that I believe would allow you to get a client within 30 days. Yes, I said it within 30 days, because if you picked one of these, whether it's referrals, networking, social media, other people's audiences, or going to where they are and creating some sort of contest or giveaway and making an offer to those people consistently over the course of 30 days, there is no way that you would not get at least one paying client. It would be virtually impossible. Like you would have to either self-sabotage or have very little clarity around what it is that you do and who you do it for in order for this not to work. So friend, I know that if you are clear on the promise that you deliver, the problem that you solve, and the person that you do this with, that there is no way that these five specific strategies, and I've given you five different ones, depending on which one really calls to you, will allow you to get clients today, right? And allow you to get clients on a consistent and fairly consistent basis moving forward. This is not something that you want to continue doing forever and ever and ever, because a lot of these, to be honest, they take a lot of heavy lifting. It will require your effort, but these are things that you can definitely delegate and start to outsource and you can incorporate along with some other automated strategies once you start getting this under lock and key. So I hope this was helpful. This is exactly the kind of information that we dive in deeper in inside of my private sales mentorship program, Sales Mastery Society. It's my inner circle where we meet at least twice a month on Zoom to be able to make sure that we're addressing the very specific things and the nuances of how to implement this so that you're going to get the best results in your business. I would encourage you to take a look if it speaks to you, salesmasterysociety.com. The link will be down below in the show notes for you. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you very soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.